So again, it, it's going to be probably shorter than usual, but uh, it's just a little bit of learning to start off the day, to start off the week. All right, you know, the, the halach is, and we know the Mishnah tells us in Rosh Hashanah that there's different types of shayfers. There's types of shayfers that a person can theoretically use. The Gemara says that there's two types of shayfer. There's something called a, sharp, uh, a shayfer pashat, or a shayfer kafaf, a straight shayfer. Physically, it's straight, uh, like from an ibex or something like that. Or a shayfer kafaf, a bench shayfer, like from a ram's horn that we use. Machlaikis in the Mishnah, what is preferable for Rosh Hashanah, straight or bent? Now the Gemara explains the machlaikis, the svar behind it is as follows. On the one hand, maybe a person should use a straight shayfer, because the, as the Gemara says, the, the straighter person is the better. Mitzat Shani, the Gemara says, but maybe you should use a bent shayfer because the, the more bent the person is, the better. What does that mean, straight or bent? So Rashi explains, it's referring to davening. There's two different ways of davening, two different mentalities in davening. One way of davening is to be very straight and honest and, you know, to stand up to the before the Rabbanish Shloyla and see yourself as a servant in that way of, of Yosher without being, you know, an aspect of davening is emes. Karva Hashem l'chol karav l'chol asher yikru be'emes. The person has to be brutally honest by davening. And so, so for this says the Gemara, by having a straight shayfer, that will be symbolically saying about the person that the person is davening in a very straight way of a certain sense of honesty. Mitzat Shani, there's another element of davening, which is davening takes humility. It's not a contradiction to honesty, but humility. And Kamadikaya finished And the more bent a person is, the better. So that's the machalikis in the Gemara. Therefore, maybe the shayfer should be bent to, to reflect that. There's different qualities again. So there's an, there's, an, there's an element of davening which is honest. There's an element of davening which is humble. And that's the shayla. How should the shayfer be? Should it be straight? Should it be bent? <clears throat> now what's interesting is we, so we paskin, as we know, that the shayfer should be bent. So here's the, here's the, here's the interesting point. The Rambam paskins, then this Indian of having a bent shayfer, not only is it just like a nice thing, a nice remez about the person davening, that he's bent, so the shayfer's bent. The Rambam paskins, if you don't use a bent shayfer, you're not yaitse. You have to use a bent shayfer. It's ma'akif even with the evet. So the Ravid, right on the Rambam, asked the obvious question. I don't understand. Okay, I understand the Gemara says that, that uh, straight or bent of the shayfer, it reflects the person. That's a very nice idea. That, that's, that's ma'akiv and shayfer. It's ma'akiv and shayfer. How could that be? Shayfer has nothing to do with Shayfer is shayfer. I understand the Gemara is saying that the shayfer, like a nice remez, it should reflect the mood of the person. But to say that it's ma'akiv? Well, you see from the Rambam is a huge chiddush. You see, the Rambam is that the idea of shayfer, even from the Torah, the concept of shayfer is that this, the, the blowing of the shayfer is a form of tefillah. I mean, well, usually we think of it as that there's davening. And davening is verbal. You say words. On Rosh Hashanah, Malchus, and shayfer, so whatever the davening is. And then there's another thing that the Torah said. Yom tshuri yolachem, that you have to blow the shayfer. It's two separate yon. We happen to do them together. No. So we daven every day, and there's another mitzvah that's called tefillin. We do them together. But tefillin is not davening. Well, you see from the Rambam, is no, no, shayfer is davening. When the Bernashim says, Yoim It's interesting, the Torah doesn't say, by Rosh Hashanah, it doesn't say, blow the shayfer. It says, it should be a day of true. It should be a shayfer dikah day. Now, it's interesting, because it means that the Torah is sort of defining the day based on shayfer. The shayfer is the essence of the day. It's funny because the essence of the day of Rosh Hashanah is davening. What are we, like what is, in terms of what we do, Hashem is judging, but what do we do? What we're doing is primarily davening. That's what we're doing. And the Torah is describing that, that on our end, when we're davening, it's Yom Tru Yilachem. It's a shayfer day. Shayfer is davening. 
And therefore, says the Rambam, this is the Peshat, the Rambam says, therefore, having a Ben Shoifer is not just like a nice remez on the side, whatever. No, that's the essence of the mitzvah. The mitzvah is tefillah. And therefore, the Gemara says, what type of tefillah, that's, that's the question of the Gemara, what type of tefillah should you be having? A straight one, a bent one? And we paskin bent, it's ma'akev. That's the way it should be. The truth is, it's more than this, and this is not only the opinion of the Rambam. We see this in Rashi as well. There's a number of places in Rashi, in Mesechus Rosh Hashanah, where he also says that the blowing of the shayfar from the Torah, Midaraisa, is connected with the brachas of Malchias, Zechreinus, and Shaifas. We know that in Baish Manesir, Chazal Masaki in the Nusach of Davening, that we say Malchias, Hashem is the king. We daven that Hashem should be established as the king in the world. We daven that he should remember us the Zechreinus. We daven that he should reveal himself in full with Mashiach, Shaifas. So again, simply, simply, that's Midrabanan. And Chazal made up the Nusach of Davening, that is what it is. The Torah doesn't say anywhere that you have to say those brachas. But Rashi says not like that. Rashi says that from the Torah you have, we know that the Gemara says that you have to blow the shayfar three times, right? There's three sets of three from the Torah. Tkiyah, true, tkiyah, three times. And says Rashi, from the Torah, why? Because one is from Malchias, one's for Zechreinus, and one's for shayfars. Says the Ramban, so the Ramban asks on Rashi, Malchias, Zechreinus, what are you talking about? That's the Rabbanan, that's from the Siddur, that's from the Machzor. Chazal came up with that thousands of years later, wasn't it? Rashi is saying, well, what are you Rashi talking about? That that's why we blow three sets of three from the Torah because of Malchus, Zuchanis, and Shaifas? So the answer is, yeah. The actual Nusach of the Siddur, of course, that's from Chazal. But the concept that Chazal were coming from, that's from the Torah. Shaifer is an expression of Tefillah. The first set is an expression of Malchus. The second is an expression of Zechreinus. And the third set is an expression of, of, Mal, of Shaifers. It's not the words, the words Chazal came up with, the concept and, and the form of tefillah that the Shaifer is expressing, that's from the Torah. So this is the Chiddush of the Rambam and Arashi, that the Shaifer is tefillah. The Shaifer is a tefillah. Here's the problem. The problem is like this. The same Rambam, that again, Paskins, that Shaifer is a form of tefillah. And that's why if it's bent, it has to be bent. If it's not bent, it's possible. The problem is that the Rambam also paskins the following thing. Let's say a guy's blowing shayfer. He's not on Rosh Hashanah. He's not thinking shayfer. He's not thinking tekiyas uh, for shayfer. It happens to be he's practicing. Uh, you know, he's going to be in the you know in the Philharmonic. He's practicing to introduce a new instrument called the shayfer. It happens to be that he thinks of his own ideas. He thinks of of shvarim tur and so on. It happens to be he blows all 30 kailis. He blows all the kailis that he has to do. But he's not thinking. He's not thinking. Uh, you know, shayfer. He's tekeh l'shir. He's been tekeh for musical enjoyment, pleasure, whatever. He's not thinking of the mitzvah. You etzir or not. Well, says the Rambam, a tekeh l'shir for guys blowing for, for music, not for the mitzvah. Yotzah, he's yotzah. Mitzvah saying tzirichas kavani. You have to have kavani. If a person puts on tefillin, he puts on tefillin. He's, he's not thinking of mitzvah. He's yotzah. Mitzvah saying tzirichas kavani. So here's the shayat. I understand, fine. If, if shayfer is just its own mitzvah, it's an act that you do a mitzvah. It's tzitzis, it's tefillin. Who knows? It's mitzvahs like that. So fine. Then there's a regular rule, mitzvahs, ain't kavana, you do the act, you're a yaitse. But once you tell me that what? That shaifer is tefillah. Once you tell me that shaifer is tefillah, right? So that's a different category of mitzvahs, trichas kavana or not. The Allah is Ramam himself paskins. That when it comes to davening, there's no such thing as davening without kavana. If a stam person is just like, just, hap, I don't know, uh, uh, singing a song. It happens to be the words of tefillah. That's not yet like that. Tefillah demands kavanah salayv. It demands kavanah. Right? The Ramah Paskin says that you're not yet unless you have kavanah for the first bracha. 
you have to have kavana. The, the essence of tefillah is like that. Rabbi Yoyne Meseches Brachas, he explains that we're talking about, whenever you're talking about a mitzvah that demands emotional expression, of course you need kavana. It can't just be something stop. When you're doing a mitzvah which is just a physical act, okay, fine. So a physical act, you could, get it, you could do it without having intention. But the essence of tefillah is kavana tzalei. So here's the shayla. If shayfer is an expression of tefillah, and how do we know that? Because of the fact that if the shayfer is straight, it's possible. Because the shayfer is an expression of tefillah, it is tefillah. And as Rashi says, that we blow three times because of malchiz v'chanes v'shayfer. It's an expression of malchiz v'chanes v'shayfer from the Torah. Then how could the Rambam then say that if you blow and you have it in mind for music, you're yaitzay. Mitzvah saying tzirichas kavana. It's not just a, it's tefillah. Tefillah demands kavana. If it's not kavana, then it's not tefillah. So that's the question. <clears throat> okay, so, so to answer this, we have to a little bit investigate what exactly does this mean that shayfer is tefillah? Like what, why would the Rabbanish Shloilam ask us to daven in this form of blowing a shayfer? You know, okay, if the Rabbanish wants us to daven Rosh Hashanah, a special mitzvah to daven in Rosh Hashanah, then we, davening means to say words, bakashas, and so on, or say malchiz, zuchonis, and shayfers. What's the pshataka that the Rabbanish Shloilam wants us to daven to him in Rosh Hashanah in this form of a shayfer? So there's a Torah from the Balatanya. In Sefer Lekut, the Torah of the Balatanya talks about this. It's, it's in a number of, of pieces over there, but the, the, the basic insight is as follows. Balatanya's Mechadish like this. Mechadish. He reveals the following idea. He says that when we talk about the heart, this is the terminology that he says. There's something called Chitzayni Yisalev and there's something called Pnimi Yisalev. What does that mean? So he says like this. We know that Tefillah is called Avayda Shabalev, right? Lo'avdei b'cholavavchem. Chazal said, what does it mean to serve Hashem with all of your heart? It means davening. But it says the Balatani, but there's two parts of the heart. There's Chitzayn Yisalev, the outer part of the heart, and then there's Pnim Yisalev, the inner part of the heart. What does that mean? Chitzayn Yisalev means, Chitzayn Yisalev means an emotional response, an emotional awareness, a, an outpouring of the heart. But an outpouring of the heart that's generated from seichel, from your ideas, from your conscious mind. There, in other words, uh, there's something that I need, uh, parnasa, health, shadochem, siyat l'shmai, and avayda, whatever the case may be, whatever a person needs. The person understands intellectually that I need this thing. They understand intellectually the only one that can give it to me is Rabbanu Shlalem, and therefore they pour out their heart, they dive into Hashem, they say the right words, and they get themselves even emotionally invested in that. Whenever you have a tefillah that's starting from an idea, starting from an idea that the seichel came up with, and from the seichel, the idea then inspires and motivates the heart and motivates the mouth, that's called chitzayin yisalev. It's a tefillah. That's a type of tefillah that's verbal. And such a tefillah, since it's generated, it begins with the seichel, with an idea, with a recognition of a need, and the Rabbanu is the one that's going to fulfill that need, okay? So then the concept is, well, if you don't have kavana, if your brain's not invested, you just like stop going through the motions. That's not, that's not tefillah. So the whole essence of tefillah is the outpouring of the heart. And this aspect of the heart is, 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 is secondary to the brain. It comes from an idea that trickles down into the heart. But said about tiny, but there's something called pnimi salev. Pnimi salev means that there's a certain... There are certain emotions, there are certain feelings, certain ideas that are not being generated from the conscious mind. They're not being generated from an idea that, oh, 
someone has a, a recognition of something, and then Mela, they start thinking about it, and that gets them going, and then they say the right words, and they get inspired. There's something called Primis Alev. Primis Alev means that there's an akud of the heart, there's an essence of the Yiddish and Hashama that's automatically on fire, that's automatically inspired, that automatically is connected to somewhere deeper. Like I was talking about last night, that aspect of who we are, that's believable, that's infinite. That part of who we are, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not, that inspiration, that kayach, that outpouring, it's not generated from seichel. It's not generated from seichel. It could be that seichel, the intellect, sometimes holds the key to open that gate. Maybe. But it's not, the, it's not generating that energy. It's not generating that inspiration. That inspiration is coming from a much deeper place. Baltania, again, this is a big clown in Chabad Hasidis, the kayach of Mesir's nefesh. The idea, the idea that every yid is, is capable of dying al Kiddush Hashem if need be. Now, it's an amazing thing because if we imagine right now ourselves in that position, we probably would not think of ourselves being able to handle such a thing. Right? If you can imagine, right, we're sitting now comfortably, right? And you can imagine Lolenu, if there was a situation of Yohar Val Yavar to die al Kiddush Hashem, it's hard for, I mean, we like to believe that we would do it, but it's hard to imagine us doing it right now. But Lamaisa, at the time, history has proven that even Yidin that w- would think the same thing. When the situation arises, even without any hachana, it's not like we went to the mikveh and had the weeks of fasting bahab or something. B'Shas Maisa, regular Pashat Yidin, B'Shas Maisa, there's no question about it, they'll die al Hashem. Why? Well, the answer is because at that moment of Mesir Nefesh, when a Jew is confronted with those three Averis, in the situation of Har Yavar, there are certain triggers. There are certain triggers which built into the system. There are certain triggers that just unleash that Kayach. And that Kayach, when it's unleashed, it transcends Seichel. It's not coming from a conscious place, a decision. There's no decision about it. It's just instinctual response. <clears throat> and th- those triggers, the greatest trigger of all is certainly Har Yavar, those situations. When we're in situ- right now, since that it's not being triggered, so that part of us is completely dormant, so we have a hard time even imagining ourselves being so spiritually awake. But it's there, it's because the trigger hasn't, hasn't been triggered yet, it hasn't been touched yet. So while Tanya says, and there is such a thing that when that kayach is unleashed, it's not seicheldik, it transcends seichel. It's not motivated by seichel, it's not dependent on the intellect, it's coming from a deeper place, and it expresses itself in a much more extreme way, literally, Hashem. Says about Tanya, this is the type of tefillah that the Rabbanu Shalom wants us to have in Rosh Hashanah. There's two types of tefillah. There's a tefillah that's verbal, with words. It's also a mitzvah from the Torah to, to, to daven to Hashem verbally. But then there's the tefillah of Rosh Hashanah, which is shayfer. What's the difference? The tefillah of the rest of the year, the, the tefillah of verbal words, that's what, that's a tefillah, that's an, an outpouring of chitzayni salev, the, out, the outer dimension of the heart. The part of the, the, the emotional person that's generated by their intellect. It's created by a thought which trickles down to their emotions. In that case, and that's usually, that's what tefillah means, therefore it's verbal. You could express it verbally, you could put it into words, it's an idea that your brain came up with and you could put it into words. And such a thing, there's a regular rule. If you don't have kavana, that's not tefillah. Why? Because if you don't have kavana, if your head's not in it, you have no idea what you're saying, then obviously, what, what, then the, the, that's not an expression of any idea. You're just I'm, uh, like a monkey saying things. When it comes to Rosh Hashanah, what the Rebbe wants of us is not the chitzayin eselev, just the verbal expression. What the Rebbe wants of us is the outpouring of that instinct. He wants pnimi eselev. And that pnimi eselev has a trigger. The trigger is 
usually Gimel Averis Chamuris Yoharv Yaver, Rosh Hashanah, the Tekuf of Yom Neroyim is its trigger. And the way we express that Pnei Mitzalev is not with words. You can't express with words. The way it's expressed, the Malchit Zuchonis Veshoifers that we're trying to express is with the sound of the Shoifer. The sound of the Shoifer is Koyal, it's pure sound without words. See, even by the human being, even when we call out, you scream, you give a scream, it's come, it's Aleph, ah, you know, or it's, or it's a Patach, it, 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 it's some level of words or letters. The human being is not capable of just giving out voice, sound itself. Use the shofar, what's coming out of you is pure sound. It's, it's sound that's not divided, it's, it's undifferentiated sound. That pure sound is an expression of the kol pnimi, of that inner sound of the heart, which doesn't have the sophistication of the intellect to be divided into particular words. It doesn't even know what it's saying, it's just screaming. That's exactly what shofar is. And this is why the tefillah of Rosh Hashanah, which is a tefillah of shofar, is a tefillah that's coming from a place that doesn't, it doesn't depend on seichel, it's coming from a place that's beyond seichel. And therefore, even in halacha that reflects itself in this way, that hatekeil is shir is yatzah. That if you're blowing the shayfer and you're thinking music, you're also yatzah. Why? Because the issue with blowing with, and, having, and thinking music is that your seichel, your conscious mind is not involved. Shayfer is not coming from the conscious mind. It's not being, the tefillah of shayfer is not being generated by the conscious, it's not to depend on it. It's coming from somewhere deeper. Now, if you could... Now, I don't recommend that you're standing by Rosh Hashanah and you're hearing the shofar and just thinking music. But the idea is that what's being expressed with shofar is something that's deeper, more profound than Seichel itself. And that's, that's what the Avayt of Rosh Hashanah is. And that's, again, this week, as we're getting to Rosh Hashanah, you have to begin to get into that gear. The Baltanya said a very strong Eitzah. It sounds funny. The Baltanya said an Eitzah B'chalal and Avayt Hashem, especially this Tukufa, is Taka, remind yourself. It's important to remind yourself that you would die for Yiddishkeit. Because once you remember that this is something that you would die for, then all of a sudden it becomes, then, then not only like intellectually, wow, like I mean, I really believe this. But deeper than that, it, it, it's, it's a way of, of triggering that Pneumius whole life. It's a big idea to remember that. Whenever you say Shema by the Mukubalim, there are certain times in the day where it's good to have that Kavana. Certainly by Shema. When you say Shema, it's an unbelievable, powerful thing to imagine yourself dying al Kiddush Hashem, or at least to when you say and so on just to, to be mechaz and say you know, I would die Al Hashem another, another part by the way time good, it's a good idea whenever you say by a bracha the word Melech HaOlam that's what you're also thinking Melech HaOlam means that, I'm, I, I, that I would die for this I wouldn't die for the cup of water but I'm dying for, I would die for the expression of the, to, to serve the Rabbanishim in such a way Melech HaOlam it's a big kavana. The whole Indian of, of Rosh Hashanah is Malchias. Whenever you say the word Hamelech, don't, don't just think, okay, Hashem is the king. Think, Hashem is the king and I would die for him. And when you do that, that it's slowly but surely triggering the heart. And when the heart is triggered, when the Pneumus slave is triggered, then everything else is, uh, the work is done. The hard part, of the real heavy Avaida is when you're trying to do Chitzayni slave. And the Seichel has to be motivated, you have to think, and it's a whole, whole Mahal from the head to the heart. But once Pneumus slave is inspired, then, then it's just, you know, it's instinctual and things move in a way that's bigger than your brain can process anyway. And the Avaid is just to find those moments, to try to find those triggers, to have those kavanas, to think, to mysterious nefesh. It's thinking that we would die al-Kiddush Hashem, to be makabal such a thing. And by the way, practically speaking, to push oneself, to go a little bit beyond, to have some mysterious nefesh. During this, this is a tukuf of mysterious nefesh, to push oneself beyond. If a person isn't used to uh, davening with a minion three times a day, to push yourself and to think 
that while I'm pushing myself to go beyond my comfort zone, I'm, I'm doing this as an act of mysterious nefesh. I'm doing this as an expression of my willingness to kill myself for the Rabbani Shalom if I needed to. And that's a way of triggering the Pneumus Alev. And then you'll see that it's not so hard to go to Shul three times a day because once that inner voice is released, then it's, it's Pashit. It's not Avayda. Avayda is just to, to awaken that. So we have to be Meister Nefesh. We have to push ourselves beyond our comfort zones and have in mind that while we're pushing ourselves beyond that, that, that this, is, this is small potatoes compared to what I would be willing to do, if need be. And you'll see that that's a trigger. And the call of the Shaifer, as well, as, this is why, you know, uh, this year is the first day of Rosh Hashanah Shabbos, so we don't have Shaifer. But as, as Valtanya others from explained, it's not that we don't have Shaifer. Shabbos is Shaifer. Shabbos is a day of Pneumius Halev. Shabbos is a day where that voice, where, where, it's, where it's, there's, a, there's a very strong potential for that trigger, just Itzum HaShayim, just the essence of Shabbos itself. The essence of Shabbos itself. This is why it's such a, in any like, you know, to remind yourself of Shabbos the whole week, Shir Shal and so on. We, every day is a Yom Rishon, Shani, and so on. But Shabbos, Shabbos is a game changer. When that Pneumius Halev is awakened, the whole week it's Chitzonius. Shabbos is Pneumius. And by Pneumius, it's in a way, not, not in a violent way of mysterious nefesh, but in a way of tanug, of oinig, of pleasure, of, uh, of becoming lost in the pleasure of Yiddishkeit. When we do that, then the sudden knows that it's, it's done. You know, he, he, he's not able to stand up in front of Pneumius Alev. He's going to fight us to trigger, to open Pneumius Alev. But once Pneumius Alev is open, it's a done deal. That's the Bilbal HaSudden that takes place with the sound of the Shaifer. The Sudden's confused. He doesn't know, like, this is not the people I was thinking of, like, a minute ago, these were regular human beings. All of a sudden, now they're Bali Mesiris Nefesh. That's what Shaifer is. Hashem should help each and every one of us. We should be zeichet to find those triggers and to push ourselves. Mamish. Everyone has to find those in Yanim, whether it be with davening, with learning, with chesed, the three pillars of the world, to push yourself more than you're used to during this tkuf and have in mind that this is, this is only a little bit of what I'd be willing to do if I needed to. We should be zeichet to that and all of this. We should, we should talk and hear the sound of the Shaifer. In its fullest sense, the Kabbalah Shafir Gadol Kharasenu Biyas Kol Tzadik Mihir Vimenu Amen.